Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the second one of my roving reports from Pepin's Laura Days, September 2013. I hope everybody's been enjoying them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out our uh, the pictures I've been uploading on the Facebook page, the videos I've been uploading on YouTube, and I've also been sending out some of the pictures on Twitter. Um, I'm having a little bit more trouble with the tablet uh, getting the pictures to send on Twitter if I'm not taking them live. So there's more pictures on Facebook, but you'll find some on Twitter too. In other words, I've been doing everything possible to to share this experience with you. I hope you've been enjoying it, and I hope next year you'll be right here in Pepin, Wisconsin in person. Now the first bit of news is a little bit sad. My faithful companion for many trips, the flip camera, has completely died. In showing a nice little bit of a spirit decor, even in its death, it waited to completely go until I had downloaded the last bit of film that I had shot already and then wouldn't turn on again to shoot anymore. So uh, I've got a pretty good representation of the first half my day to right before lunch, and the rest of it you'll have to get from the pictures, the still pictures. I, I did take some video footage with the enabled feature on, on the tablet and on my regular camera, but I haven't ever used it before. I just have the tablet a week, so I'm still kind of experimenting, and I have no idea any of that is going to be anywhere near usable. So... Um, there may be one more video coming after uh, the one I'm editing right now. Otherwise, we'll just have to look at the still pictures for the rest of the idea. It was a great day here in Pepin, though. Yesterday, the weather was picture book perfect until it got to be time for the candlelight craft demonstration in the evening, in which time it started a slow soaking rain that lasted most of the night. And it kind of did away with the candlelight demonstrations, which is too bad because it really is a nice thing. There were some people going even in the rain. I had a nice visit with a couple different people. But in general, um, rain kind of dampens candlelight. But still, it, it was a, what was there was nice. And everybody around here needs the rain. And um, if you saw the picture of my shoes on Facebook yesterday because they were just filthy with dust, dust from walking around. You can see that we needed the rain to settle the dust, if nothing else. So no complaints about that. Uh, I started out yesterday. I, Whenever I'm speaking here at Pepin, I go ahead and put in my costume first thing in the morning, and then I walk around and talk to people to make sure they know that there's going to be a program. And so I uh, checked out the... Um, main area around the stage where they were getting set up. I went down to see the vendors, which they're having more vendors uh, this year. And I know they've been working on trying to get more um, 
vendors that have something to do with Laura. There's still a lot of other arts and craftsy stuff there too, but uh, if anybody is making anything Laura-related and looking for a chance to sell it, I think this would be a nice place because they do have, during the the bulk of the day, not so much in the morning or in the late afternoon, but in, in the middle part of the day, they do have pretty heavy foot traffic, and it's mostly you know girls in the little bar contest and their families. So uh, that may just be a golden spot for you to sell something if you're interested. Now, um, after that, I went down to check out uh, the traditional craft area and talked with some of the the people there. Uh, a couple, it, it really was kind of changed around. Some of the people who were normally there couldn't come this time, and there were a couple new people. It's always good to get new people. Um, in fact, one of the few people who showed up from Candlelight last night uh, is from Chicago, and she said that they had done an earlier period of reenacting, and they might want to try and put a display together to be part of the demonstration for the weekend. And I think that would be really cool. So I hope they're they're going to continue to get some new blood in there because it's always nice to to have um, additional things in the craft demonstration. Uh, if you hadn't seen it yet, um, Kitty Latane cookie cutter for the year is Nellie Olson holding her doll. Uh, hand, each one is handmade. She designs a new pattern every year, and I just love them. They are, are just great, and I hope um, that you'll get a chance to see some of, of her stuff. Uh, then I walked over to the museum, and on the way, I just happened to run into Nicole Ozinga of, of Walnut Grove, who was here to work in the cabin. And so we walked on down to the museum together, and I saw Suzanne, who works there, and we got to see the new space. Uh, the bathrooms are open, but nothing else. Um, apparently, they've just gotten a new big donation of historic clothing, and that's going to be in uh, part of what they display. They, uh, she's taken a class on uh, display and preservation of historic clothing to go with this new collection got. So that's something to be looking forward to next time you come. They also uh, said, oh, well, uh, said that they're going to be doing some moving around. Um, so I'm expecting to see things look a lot different next time and a year from now in Pepin. At least uh, it seems like it's going to look different in the museum and give itself an upgrade. So looking forward to that and I hope that all works out for them. Uh, we had lunch. I had lunch then with uh, Nicole over at the Garden Pub, which is uh, one of my favorite places to eat in town, though they give very generous portions. And then headed back up to give my new program. Now, uh, In the Kitchen with Laura was made its debut performance. It was, um, it went really well, I think. Um, as the first time through, as I told the audience, there's always a good chance that something could go hideously wrong. I don't think anything went hideously wrong. I think it exposed a couple areas working with uh, the volunteers that I'm going to have to work on making it a little smoother. But overall, I think it was a really great thing. A couple people came up afterwards that they enjoyed it. And one of the things that we did, what makes this program 
particularly unique is besides talking about Laura and her life, I also talk a little bit about cooking and the history of cooking and how it changed from when Laura was a little girl to when Laura was uh, an adult farm woman cooking in the 1930s, which is when the, the program is set. And which is also kind of fun because it was, since it was later than I normally set my programs by a few years, I could actually talk about Laura and character, which normally I only get to do that in my interview uh, in my interview programs. So this was another one where I could talk uh, as Laura the writer, which was was kind of a nifty thing too. Uh, but anyway, what makes it different is that during the course of the program at a couple different places, I call for volunteers to come up and they do something involving food. So uh, we, I'm still working on the butter thing to try and, we've just been kind of pretending on the butter and then I've got my butter mold and all that and we go through the steps of doing the butter. I don't know, I think I probably have to work some more on that. Then we make uh, ginger water which was a huge hit. And I told them when I was doing it that they could come up and get a taste afterwards if they wanted. And I was picturing, you know, a few people in an orderly little line. And it was a stampede coming, running up to the stage. There's just little hands everywhere. And some adult hands, too. And I actually ended up giving out my entire batch of ginger water. Now, I, I gave small small taste, very small taste, um, maybe one swallow, maybe two, because... It's been my experience that people either really love ginger water or they really hate it. But they were all uh, impressed to get to try ginger water. Actually, I didn't see anybody spitting it out, which quite often happens when we do that uh, particular uh, thing when I'm doing historic cooking. But everybody tried the ginger water, and uh, several people said they really liked it. So that was a big hit. Um, we also talked about the plums in Plum Creek and drying them and turning them over under the the two towels, which was nice. Uh, and then, so I'm really kind of struggling. I'm thinking I really do need to incorporate some kind of hand-washing station with doing the volunteering, and I'm just not quite sure how to do it yet. Open for ideas if anybody has any suggestions. As it is, um, like, for example, the, the ginger water, they didn't really touch anything that the kids are going to be drinking, so we went ahead and, and put that out. The biscuits, I just threw away afterwards, because, uh, and I told everybody that that's what I was going to do, so they weren't concerned about, you know, the food safety of having dirty hands in the biscuits. I reminded them if they do it at home, they need to wash the hands first. Um, and that went that went fairly well. I'm also a little bit concerned, though, because I've got to figure out how to... Um, it, it really helps if I can model what they need to do with the dough. And I hate to get my hands dirty if I'm going to have to be handling some of the other artifacts to continue the stories afterwards. Biscuits may have to move to later in the lineup. But that's just sort of the things that happen when, you, when you're you trying out a new program. Things come up and you have different ideas and you have to see how they go. Oh, and the other hands-on thing I did is I have my grandmother's egg scale and um, I have some fake eggs so I can talk about Laura and her chickens. And then um, I actually have several fake eggs. And then I bought one glass egg because the fake eggs I have are too light. They won't make the scale work. So I've got the glass eggs. So they can come up and put the glass egg on. And they can see how the egg scale worked. 
which I think was nifty too. So it really overall went went really well, and then afterwards, um, kind of continued to make the the rounds, check and see what was going on with the crafters. Well, I, I also um, do the judging for their demonstration because they have a little contest for best dressed and uh, best demonstration, best display they had set up. So I'd go over and do that, and then I decided. I just wasn't hungry enough for another big restaurant meal, so I skipped the pickle factory, which I'm kind of sad about because I really love the pickle factory. <laughs> but I may find a, a way, a good excuse to get over there before I leave yet. But uh, I just wasn't hungry enough, so I grabbed a hot dog from Laura's Vittle House, which I just love to say I love a good pun. Laura's Vittle House, uh, which is one of the primary fundraisers for the group. They sell food there. And then I also went over to one stands in the sort of food concession area that was all about maple. And if you read Little House in the Big Woods, you know what they, they talk about, the maple syruping and the whole process. So I had a maple sundae, and it was so good. It really was delicious. And I also got some uh, maple popcorn to bring home for the kids. They wanted an arm and a leg for the the maple leaves, and they'd still sold them out already, so they didn't have any of that. Though that's always, I think, a nice thing to have to talk about, Laura. So, uh, as I mentioned, uh, shortly after all that, it started to rain gently, continuously, with hard harder spots in between. So after spending some time visiting with the people over in the traditional craft display, I headed back over to the room. I got uh, one of the yesterday's videos edited, and hopefully I'm going to, as soon as I get off the air from this, I'm going to get the other one edited, so we'll get both of these I'm still going to be around Pepin, I hope, till about noon, uh, and uh, a couple of different things. I want to go out to the cabin and see the display there. I Oh, one uh, hint I wanted to tell you that it changed from past years. They had traditionally had a... Uh, a bus that would take people from downtown up to the cabin. And it was a little different this year. They hadn't really gotten the word out very much, uh, but apparently they weren't getting very heavy usage on Sundays. They're not going to be running it on Sunday anymore. And they didn't run it in the morning yesterday. They just did it on um, starting at noon and then once an hour, um, which I think is kind of too bad. I mean, it's it's a nice thing. I think it would have been nice if they at least ran it um, once. But uh, I'm sure there were financial reasons why they, they didn't and they wanted to fully get the impact for their, their buck. And I am out of time. So um, if things work out, I shall give one more roving report when I get home tonight. And in the meantime, have fun and just think and start plotting about how you can come to Pep and Flora Days yourself next September. Hope to see you then.